Hey everyone, I'm Jordan from the NSA Media Team. I just want to thank you for making the What Have You podcast part of your weekly routine. To make it easier to keep up with each episode, the What Have You podcast will become its own channel starting in late January. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the What Have You podcast in addition to the New St. Andrews podcast. Thanks again for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we've gathered together today with no idea what we're about to talk about. We are just going to... We seldom do have an idea, but today it felt like we might need one. Well, we've already sort of had half a podcast, just us here in the rain in the car. Well, we've covered some things we don't want to talk about on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I should tell you my... My rededicated self that was like, you know, I could really bless my family by keeping all the laundry in the laundry room. Like, this would be a real gift to the family if I did that. Instead of, like, over, you know, the overflow of clean laundry that I then am folding all in the room so that it's uh, not, it's not like kids would. You don't we, mean you moved everybody's clothes. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I mean in process laundry. Yeah. Because I have a, it's not a huge mm. laundry room, but it's a little laundry room. And then, but right outside, we have a big sectional couch. And so then you can really sprawl the piles yes. out. And, yes. But then it can be always that couch mm-hmm. having laundry on it almost all the time. Or if you take a basket into your room and dump it on the bed and then you leave because you have to go do some stuff. Mm-hmm. I, that's my peeve. I hate a pile of clean laundry right. on my bed so, because it's so. The but worst. this is the thing is that I sometimes would... And like I would try to complete it all the way, but what was turning into the fact is that there was always ongoing laundry process. Yeah, there's always like piles of clean clothes or, or yeah. piles of uh, folded and ready to put away. So then the kids would always be like, if they were going to go in there to read or something, be like, get your laundry pile and go put it away. So I think everybody avoids the area because yeah. it became. And I was like, you know, I need to keep this room being hospitable to people and not mm-hmm. my. You know, not just taking over the work, pla- the yeah. the life places of the home exactly. with my work. So I rededicated myself to keeping it all in okay. the laundry room. So the day that I commit, this is probably like a week ago because I'm I just recovered from this last night. Okay. So I bet it took me about a week to recover from deciding that. From what? Yeah, because okay. I decided it, and then I had several full baskets. Of clean clothes yeah. that were folded yeah. in nice piles mm-hmm. in the laundry room. Okay. Then I had the basket full of unmatched socks, which is about a bushel sure. of those. Then I had piles of dirty clothes sorted by yeah. loads on the floor. And I had a load of clean clothes. So this is... A lot of loads. Basically all of the clothes of the universe. Yeah. In the laundry room. Mm -hmm. And Shad accidentally, well, and he tells the story. He's quite funny about the story. That he was in the bathroom doing something in the sink when he spotted a stink stink bug and fled. Okay. (laughs) So he overflowed the bathroom sink. So 
the way that I discover it overflowing is I hear the pitter-patter of water. And I'm like, what's going on? And, like, and I go up there. I'm like, oh, dear, you know, turn the sink sure. off. But it hasn't even manifested itself out in the holler. Like, it just okay. looked like a little bit of, not a yeah. ton of water on the floor. But I'm like, I still hear running water. And I go downstairs. It is all coming no. in the laundry room through the heat vent, oh. through everywhere and into every variety of laundry so we have sogged out baskets of clean folded clothes sogged out clean unmatched socks that is the worst and then about 12 loads of sogged out dirty clothes so and then for whatever mystical reason our dryer was being lame you know like like where you're like go in to pull some a load out and it's still damp yeah. And it's yeah. not, it has, we sometimes it has like a heat coil or something we need to replace, but I don't think it's doing that. It actually just was not up to the challenge of the moment. And so, yeah. I, I, so that's why it took me about a week to yeah. pull out of the slump that was that. Oh because gosh. of course I had to move things out to the, oh, back on the couch yeah. to try to get this whole yeah. process Terrible. sorted. But I got it all back off of the couch and back into so the laundry funny. room. Well, now to keep the stink bugs at bay so yeah, that we don't have this exactly. problem. Exactly. We yeah. had, um, over the last few weeks, we've been doing stuff in our kitchen. And our kitchen is very in process. It's got no cabinets to speak of at the moment. And lots of stuff everywhere. And mm-hmm. so it involved some working on the wall on one end. So we had to, like, drag everything out that I, you know, it wasn't pretty, but it was kind of like you knew where everything was. You had to empty out one end of the kitchen into a pile on the other side, and then you pile it all back, and then you move it again, because you got to get in there. So, things are a little, a little sketchy. Then we we ordered a couple of wall ovens, and I am so (laughs) pleased with them. They just came. We got them for this great deal on eBay, but it was eBay. So that tells you already. But they're brand new, and they're this really pretty Italian ovens. So then, but no cabinets yet to put them into. So they're just here. Suspended in midair. Yeah, but they arrived about an hour before soup night the other night. So we have all the freshmen coming for dinner. And they were supposed to get there at noon, but the guy didn't come and didn't come. Then he arrives, and it was one of these classic moments of... You just could sense that he was in the wrong business. Mm-hmm. You know, like a man who's delivering things, but who actually hates delivering things. Mm-hmm. So It's like the the constant failing of Kinko's employees that can't. Yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And see, this guy... You gotta find that person with a can-do spirit. Yeah, he's got a big giant truck that's beeping with the hoist on the back and the whole thing. And I came out and I was like, oh, this is so exciting. And he goes, is it? And I said, it is. And he goes, what is it? And I said, wall ovens. And he's like, hmm. And then he goes, well. And just kind of stood there. And I said, well, I guess we'll just have to put him on the porch. Because I was thinking he was going to bring him into the house. But we just didn't really have a place yeah. to stick him. Uh-huh. And he goes, well, you can. I'm not. <laughs> like, for reals? So, I mean. Did and he not ben have had, any devices? Well, Ben had been home. At noon, when the guy said he was going to come, but this is like four and a half hours later or something, I'm like, oh my word, well, hold on, let me call my husband. And I called Ben and I was like, so he's not going to get it out of the truck for us. And the guy goes, I'll get it out of the truck. I just won't put it on your porch. And I was like, oh, 
Okay. Well, but... Where is he going to put it? Just in the street? Like, yeah, but there's, like, two stairs. Like, from the public sidewalk, there's two little stairs up to our, our sidewalk. Well, he wouldn't even take it that far. He dumped it off on the public sidewalk and left it there. Nice. Nice. If only you'd had yeah. a neighbor on hand who could come complain about it. Exactly. Like, cite yeah. you for leaving yeah, things exactly. on the sidewalk. Well, I asked him, like, can you just shove it a little this way so people can get past? And anyhow, so he... He's like, uh, what do I look like? A delivery man? I know. <laughs> he cheered up quite extensively when he saw I wasn't going to get mad about it. And then he ended quite on a perky note. Having, He's like, you know, want me to take us a little yeah, few feet further yeah, for you? Yeah, yeah. Having left it on my front sidewalk. So luckily, we did have a bunch of college boys coming for dinner. So then they all had to help waddle this thing in the door. And I was in the middle of... I. Anyway, it was a lot of crazy. The kitchen was crazy. The wall ovens are coming in. And it was rather hilarious, the whole situation. But I have two beautiful, beautiful. Are they colored? No, they're they're stainless, but they are really gorgeous. And they look really pretty with my other. Because I have this other stove that we also got on eBay. And that's a different story. But anyway, that one is a really beautiful. The lesson of the story is that the Merkles will commute <sighs> for ovens. They... We did. We drove to California for this oven. Mm-hmm. And it was great because... Anyway, it's a great oven, things, and I love there it. There are things I would drive yeah, to California I love it. for, for sure. And anyway, we, we brought it back, and it was like, we got a fantastic deal on that one. It was a La Cornu French one, but it has two little ovens, and they're great, but they are small. And so we always knew we were going to put another, like, fuller, you know, full-width oven in somewhere someday. And then we found this, like fabulously good deal. That's great. And I know they're so pretty. I'm very happy about it. But they're not hooked up. They're just sitting there in the middle of all the things. So I don't know why I'm talking about this. Well, it's, it's just your news. Of, it's your news. Kind of Brad. that's what's happening there in the chaos of my kitchen. But basically I feel like I'm always trying to sort of struggle to fit all the bread for soup night in the ovens and have them come out in a timely fashion because I teach till 1.30. I can't keep that much dough in my fridge because yeah. my fridge is too full, so I always mix it when I get home, which is a very tight schedule, which means yeah, you've got to right. get it through in one bake, you know? And Pressure. I have these two ovens, Pressure. and I yeah. can get three big loaves Although, you in should try one. doing what I do, which is the, like, I'm making bread today for, uh... To, like, but I'll bake it tomorrow. So I make it today and shape it and then put it in the fridge overnight shaped. I know, but I can't fit that much in my fridge. Like, my fridge is full already. And these are... So I usually make six, but they're about this big, each loaves. Mm-hmm. So I just can't, when I say this big, each, guys, it's... She's talking like half basketballs. <laughs> half youth basketballs. Yeah, probably. Volleyball. And half I can volleyballs. fit those in. But anyway, I'm just saying, now with my extra ovens, I'm set. I am mm-hmm. set to jet. I've gone further up and further in with, with tips from the uh, organizing book that Tell I'm me. now reading really slow. <laughs> I'm on the super snail pace read of well, this one. Well, you're ahead of me. No, but I... I have it by my bed, so I've been going mm-hmm. to bed early because I've been getting up early. Is it in a bread box by your bed? No, but I need to order a bread box for it. I just okay. don't have that many bread boxes in the budget right now. As many <laughs> as I need. I need. I just looked at a bread box, guys. It's really cute. It is cute, and it is... They're, it's it's really ideal, but no, it's by my bed, 
And so what happens is I go get in bed and then I read it. And I really can't read more than like a chapter. I'm just so fried by the yeah. time I get in bed. So I, I go to sleep meditating on, on what I ought to reorganize sure. in my life. That, mm-hmm. that helps facilitate mm-hmm. the tired at night. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Um, but I did realize that there's a lot of places. I think it's probably just we're entering a different phase of life. But that there's a lot of places in my house that I've been shooting myself in the foot by having I purge a lot I'm a major purger I don't like having things that I don't think we're going to be using yeah and because of that I have streamlined some things that I feel I ought not to have streamlined (laughs) or I never got into them because it just seemed like too much shenanigans um but one of those things is that we have we have a bathroom attached to our bedroom but I so I have a garbage in there but I didn't have a garbage in our bedroom because it's, like, just another thing. And I feel like mm-hmm. in a second it's going to have, like, an Amazon box sitting on top. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, garbage that's too big for a little garbage right. or whatever. Yeah. But I realize, no, every time I go tidy up my bedroom, there's garbage yeah. on the dresser, on the, like, places. Or a tag that you pull off of something or, you know, whatever. And so I got a garbage in there. But the other thing was about the pickup style. I realized slippers or something that we are perennially not putting away because I, I'm... They're supposed to be put away in the closet, but we never do that because you wear them and then you take them off right beside the bed and then you don't, you know, like you're never Mm -hmm. ferrying them to the closet. Right. So I'm switching. I just put a basket beside, like, beside each of our, on either side of the bed. Okay. So the things that I use often are just in the basket by the bed, like my slippers and a... Like, I might I get up and throw a hoodie on, but Luke will get up and throw sweats on or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like the thing yeah. that you don't fold up and put back in the dresser, but it's always in the wrong place. That's great. That's Surprisingly great working. Well, I... It's the same habit made tidy. That's I what it is. I thought... Well, actually, I've gone half-heartedly looking for the right vessel for this. <laughs> but <laughs> I... I was thinking the same thing, but for me, it's, I want a little garbage on top of, like in a, like a crock or something, like a small size garbage on top of my dresser where I do my makeup in the morning. Because to me, it's like, there's a little cotton pad, there's, you know, the wrapper from something, there's the back of an earrings thing that you just opened. There's, you know, like it always feels like there's little doodads and it's just like, I would like to have just... A so why small don't you? Thing. Yeah, why don't I? Because, well, where is that vessel? I I uh, need to find one. And then does I have it to really need to be a vessel. A, I wouldn't want thing. it to be a vessel. I don't want it to be a pile. No, I not want a it pile. To be something but that has a content. If it's little, like ability. if it's little, I just would not want to create something that things are getting stuck in. Like if well, you had like stuck in I don't know. Do you never use like a cotton ball with toner or something that then you well, throw away and then it would stick to the side of your crock and see this is where I was wondering if I actually I'm like would I need a little liner in it or would that be a pain I don't know I haven't gotten there you guys. should just get I use one of your little there. Chinese takeout boxes because the garbage oh just have and then it's disposable. It's disposable. Then you just throw the whole thing away and replace it. I could see something like that. The thing is, like, I just I notice that that's the clutter that yeah. occurs on my dresser because walking across the room to go drop the cotton pad in the garbage is right. like, oh, I'll get that in a second. <laughs> we and have, then I also don't. I also changed our toothbrush system 
Again, I told you I was working oh, no. on that. Again. No, no. I mean, I just didn't tell you what the current system is okay, now. What is it? Which is that I had all my kids, all my kids decoupage a tin can, like a bigger, like the 28 ounce size can. Like a Folgers can? No, no, 28, like a little huge. No, like a tomato can, pumpkin, but like big. a pumpkin yeah, okay, thing, right. or a big mm-hmm. crushed tomato can. Yeah. And then I bought a bunch of those Walmart, the multicolored washcloths. The, I mean, they're all different colors, not on one. They're a selection of colors. Sure. And so, each of their cans has one of those in it, and then their toothpaste and a toothbrush, and then they can just change the washcloth out whenever. But that means that there's not the dribbling wet, mm-hmm. mildewy, gross fallout. No, just the fallout from the toothpaste. Yeah, moisture. Yeah. But you that, know, like in the bottom of a toothbrush. Yes, cup, yeah, that just that's disgusting. Gross. But also, I meant more that then they have a washcloth with their like it both absorbs mm-hmm. the damp. The Where damp. Where do you keep all these cans? There's a little hook shelf in our in our bathroom that I just lined them all up on the top of, except for yeah, Moses' okay. is smaller and it's in the windowsill. And the girls are downstairs in their See, bathroom. See, I so. have, since the time the kids were little, well, we've gone through phases, but they had these little wire baskets where each one had their own and they had their toothbrush and their toothpaste and their soap and their whatever so that it was all sort of separate. <laughs> we always called them the hygiene buckets. Well, that was and from when you went to England, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, it's been a long time we've had yeah. these, but I had to upgrade to bigger ones because our bathroom has, like, not any. So, I, I got these. They're actually kind of cute, rubbery shower caddies where each person. So, my right. idea was you could just take it to the shower with you, but it does. It's drippy. Like, then yeah. it comes back out and it's drippy because mm-hmm. for me, like, having 9,000 bottles of shampoo in the Mm-hmm. Shower is kind of annoying, but even with hygiene buckets, we still have nine thousand bottles of shampoo in the it's, shower. That's funny. So anyway, that's kind of it's it's a constant struggle. The funny guys. part about our decoupage on the tin cans—they turned out pretty cute. I mean, like the kids did a cute job. But when I went down to grab whatever random papers I could find, I found a little bag of my leftover vintage cheese labels. Oh no! A selection of vintage cheese labels. So. We, everybody has like oh, two they hadn't like gotten into okay. no 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 when I was down there everybody has a couple vintage cheese labels on their toothbrush okay. caddy okay. That's I thought cute. that was a not at all on point not really on point no. not at all no like vintage tooth powder ads <laughs> just cheese well now that just I think cheeses. about it while we're on the subject of decorating tin cans uh, for a dinner a few years ago I rummaged up some tin cans that were that size like the 28 ounces washed those out and then I grabbed some rope like um you know just normal hemp rope but it was twine no it's not twine it's rope so it's probably a half inch diameter or something Mm -hmm. and then just wound it all the way around the outside of the can all the way up to kind of so it was just sort of different and then I think I had like potted ferns that I just dropped the pot inside and it was actually really cute because it was very sort of neutral and you don't really look at it but it was cheap fast and easy Uh but anyway I have those down in the basement I'm thinking ha ha my garbage for my dresser Uh ha ha problem solved tin cans to the rescue they're actually great with a little plant inside them they're kind of good on the centerpiece anyway how handy of you to have those I know now that I think about that 
I might use those. Yeah. Well, just not all of them. I only need one. Only <laughs> one for my cast off cotton ball needs. Um, anyway, what were we going to talk about that's not this? <sighs> this gripping, gripping tail. <laughs> what tidbits could we put again. into a can? It's the afternoon. <laughs> Here's the thing I like to do with the tin can. Here's the thing Rachel likes to do. For our next big trick, we're going to talk for 20 minutes about utensil crocs. Ziploc bag storage, guys. I feel like this is one of those times we got a little to ourselves. things 
boundaries is not at all a bad thing to think about. And one of those is like, I was talking, because we're talking about hospitality. Like, if you have regular gatherings of people, regular things, there are regular provocations and things that can make everyone fussy at each other that there's simply no reason to be doing. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're yeah. basically, it's like saying, let's have 12 women get ready for this event with one mirror that's one foot by one foot and let's do that and then let's just wonder why we keep getting out of fellowship with each each other other. yeah like why are we all trying to curl our hair here I don't know and that's what I was going to say is that the the perception that community is something that we share everything in community instead Mm. of thinking that community means that we all take Opportunities to shoulder the whole burden and minister to other people. Yeah. So, like, for instance, I was thinking, I love hospitality. I love feeding people. I love all of these things. What I do not love is a picnic potluck sign-up. It's like, kill me now before someone tells me yeah. what salad dressing I have to make. Or, like, or if or it's like, let me give you... what salad dressing you have to make six weeks from now. Sign and up with further emails, with yeah. follow-ups about yeah. there may be one step you don't know what to do, let me clarify. Yeah. Yeah. This is the reason. is that, And I know that that's a personality thing, that there are preparedness yeah. people who love that. I'm yeah. aware of it. And and I just want to be totally clear that it I ought to be fine with it. Like, I don't think it justifies me having a bad attitude. If, no. it's, if it's a situation I don't love, yeah. doesn't mean I should have a problem. But I'm just saying it's ripe territory for dumb disputes like because or or maybe not even a vocalized dispute but a grudge yeah Yeah, because or it's like why do I always why am I always the one left with the recipe that has the most work like why am I always the one that gets stuck with this and she always takes the bag salad like why do I have to do this and why does this instead of the attitude being that because we're in community we because we're in community we get lots of opportunities to do the whole thing for each other sometimes people can get it's like oh because we're a community we're gonna have dinner at my house and everyone owes me 1322 for the groceries i bought (laughs) which just is ripe for people being like are you serious that you're charging us for this and it goes every direction people who are generous can be like that's hilarious that you want me to pay you 26 dollars and 44 cents for us doing this people who are don't have money can resent you like she just spent this all so frivolously and now they're asking us to cough up the money i don't think anyone just to be clear i am using a sort of wild example i hope people aren't generally charging everyone for a dinner party but it's very common in like Mm -hmm. in in things for people to be very weirdly not generous about hospitality like suddenly i'm keeping track suddenly everyone you know that kind of thing. And I just think it's a way of, instead of hospitality doing the work it ought to be yeah, doing. which is weaving together. Right. It is, it's like fanning the flames yeah. of petty disagreements. Yeah. Or like, little petty resentments. And, and it comes up to mind that allergies are more a problem in this context. Allergies and food preferences and things yeah. are way more likely to cause upheaval friction. and friction and trouble if you're trying to share and share like all the duties and the tasks and the everything like because you basically invite everyone to not be on their guest manners but to be on their co-hostess 
Yeah. Like, well, I'm partly in charge, so why are you doing it like this? Or like, well, I had to bring mm-hmm. this, so I think you should have known that Mike doesn't like cheese. Yeah. And this is, why would you do something like this? Instead of everyone knowing this is just a gift, they're giving what they have. Right. We're receiving. And I and I just think the more because I've been thinking about this. if you're on a planning committee, you feel like you have a vote and you have a perspective and everyone else ought to listen to you. If someone invites you to their house for dinner, you're a guest and you know you're a guest. And that's just how it and is. And there's some clarity <clears throat> of the boundary. Yeah. And the boundary is... We're not going to all, like, we're not here to receive all of the criticism. We're here to give you something. Yeah. And and I think it makes everybody grateful that they got to go. And even if, if somebody invites you for dinner and you didn't love the dinner, right? I think most of us are able to cope with that in a Christian fashion. Well, and, and I'm just going to say, I am well aware that there are people who can't eat certain things or really oh, yeah. for obvious reasons yeah. can't have this or can't do this. And, and it's very easy to thoughtlessly offer them that or not think of it yeah. or you were in a hustle and you didn't remember their allergy. So in those circumstances, you have the opportunity to be a really gracious guest by having thought of that and prepared in some way to have something like to not be starving when you show up. To know that you have a way, you know, like instead of, you know, giving your list of demands, like it's a hostage negotiation. So I think what you're saying is that, um, treat hospitality as a gift and not as a, what, what are Collaborative effort all the time. Every time. Like, and I'm not saying there's something wrong with a collaborative effort occasionally, but I think that it is often asking too... Kind of a petri dish. I think it is a petri dish and I think it is often asking too much of specific communities to think that they have can bear that kind of situational ripeness. Right. Like, like I, I guess I was thinking how we're very blessed in our local community with, we have tons of hospitality going on. And as far as I know, very little petty conflict happening all the time. There's, there is, sure, there's Probably, petty conflict. but there's, it's not it's marked not, by that. No, that's just not something you have to keep looking to locate yeah. that. It would be hard to find it. But partly that's because of a really healthy amount of boundaries on things. Uh-huh. And that the boundaries prevent those things from well, happening. And, I think- and boundaries, I'm not saying boundaries that keep you further apart. They're no. actually boundaries that make it possible for you to live right next to each other like neighbors. Yeah. yeah. As dad always says, and I'm sure he's quoting a proverb or of some kind. I'm guessing English. Good fences make good neighbors. Yep. That it's just like clarity and when I stop and you start is one of the best gifts that you can give people. (laughs) Yeah. And I do think especially for places where, like, I think one of the things that makes it easy for us is we live in a small enough town that it doesn't take very long to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. And we all see each other all the time throughout the week. I know there are people who live in big cities where it's a big commute. You only see each other once a week, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so an attempt to like live in community requires more planning. And so right. I do think that that is something that other communities are going to struggle with in ways that we don't. I mean, we kind of just have it easy as, as, as far as that part goes. So it's not like there's a one-size-fits-all I actually this. don't mean no planning. I think what I mean is the... Is the Cause, because I think it goes well beyond just the food that you're asking people to bring. It's when you start getting a list of demands of, like, the mood that the guests need to be in. Do you know what I mean? Like, when it's, like, 
when someone's over planning an event and telling you it's going to be amazing and you're going to be so excited and you're going to love this or or I saw a meme that went up <laughs> something about a board game and I can't remember how it introed it except for it was saying that we're the first hour and a half of explaining the directions is promising people that they're going to have so much fun <laughs> once the board game is underway it's going to be so fun you're going to have so sure. much fun once you get past all I this. just think I, this is more of like a principle. It's not really a this is how you always have to do it. But but it is true that if you have a bunch of people who all treat this event as their um, personal property in some way. Like yes. I contributed to it. Therefore, I have a, a say in it. Or I, you know, pitched in mm-hmm. on the cost. Or I provided the enchiladas or whatever it right. is. Mm-hmm. Then it it's not like that can't be done well because of course it can but it does seem like it it at least presents temptations that everyone going into it ought to be aware that they're coming yes and and you just have to be really prepared i guess what i think it is is that it's a it takes a level of preparedness that you're like but do we need to do that like could we find a way to do this that was not as likely to cause petty squabbles and issues. Right. It's kind of like spending all your time trying to bolster the but immune system so honest, that you though, could go around and lick doorknobs. If people... Like, why don't we just put some health and safety practices in our lives but and I not lick like, the doorknobs? If people are going to be petty, then they can be petty anywhere and anytime, regardless of the circumstance. Yes. So we could... It could be the sort of thing where you say, actually guys, I'm just going to handle the dinner this time. I just would love you all to get to come and I'll take care of it. You right. can still have that happen and then be like, and then they didn't even offer to do it in return. Well, yeah, because or, sin is always at the door. Yeah. It's always ready yeah. for us. But I think in terms of community, this is the thing is that everyone has different gifts. They're differently made and they will think differently about this. And I've realized that I while I do love cooking and I love hospitality and I love doing that kind of thing, I actually don't love cooking across the board all the time, no matter what. Like if someone gave me Jiffy cornbread muffins and wanted me to make those, it would be, well, I don't know. Those might be good. I'm just saying that doesn't excite me. Like if it was like, let's get together for this event and I want you to do this particular recipe and do this. I would do it. I could, I could soldier on through, but that is not the part of cooking and things that I enjoy. What I do enjoy is the interesting, it's like poetry when you're planning a menu or something is you're trying to pull from the, the weather, the feeling, have we been busy? And I'm not saying you're consciously doing that. I'm saying, but you, but lots of times it's conscious. Yeah. But I do think there are well, other I made people... Well, I made a cake last night that was so good, and I don't normally make a cake, but because I saw a recipe that looked awesome that I also thought was so perfect for the mood of the day, mm-hmm. I invited I invited people over because I needed to make that cake that day. Right. Like, I was right. like, this has to happen. Let's do this thing. Yeah. I gotta but make I this cake. But I also know that there's other ladies... And it was really good. There's ladies out there in the world who aren't confident in entertaining who don't have experience, who aren't confident in the kitchen. And for them, actually, it would be huge help to have, okay, let's have five of us get together and here's what we're going to try. Oh, and yeah, and they should do that. I I mean, that's, I guess I'm not trying to come down on a method at all, except for just saying be aware that there's not one way to community yeah. that blesses everybody in, a, in like, 
And I just, mo- most often I feel like you run into the times it's like, because we're a community, we all have to do this I think the that same that's what way. it is, is that there's like expectations. And I think this can happen on varying sides of the question, but expectations that communities that are healthy look like this. Therefore, yes, yes. I'm going to engineer so it. So what we're going to aim for right. is this. Rather and- than having it like happen organically, because it's like, actually communities are different all over the country, right. all over the world. And so, but often we take this sort of preconceived notion of what life in a community would look like. Uh-huh. And then we try and force it on other people rather than... Because we dreamed it up. Right. We dreamed it up and we try and impose it from the top rather than trying to actually assess it. It's sort of like you talking about what's the mood of the day and, and mm-hmm. what's the weather and all that. No, because... You have to assess your Is community. this a group of people that I know who are anxious to do something fun? Well, maybe you need to say, hey, do you guys want to do a progressive dinner and we each host a different thing and they right. do something big and elaborate and fun? Is it a group of burned over, tired, we can't even see it anymore, we're so fried? Right. Like, well, in that case, my word, just say, hey... I'm going to make tacos. You yeah. all come to my house. You know, and like, don't even bring and any cheese. And don't bring a thing. Like, yeah, just maybe come. your slippers. Yeah. Put your feet up yeah. at my house. But I do think it requires, like, actually assessing your group and seeing where do we need to grow slash where do we struggle slash but what also, could we do to prevent. So you do this when you do your soup night, and I do this whenever I do whatever I have coming up, is you do something and you watch. Like, you take yeah. notes. Oh, you yeah. see, like, you know what? That made everyone feel like something really fun was happening. And it was a very moderate extra thing to do. Like one time, um, I probably noticed it more with my family thinking it was wild luxuries than with anyone else. But I had yummy bread and soup. And I decided I also bought goat cheese. So there was butter or goat cheese for the bread. Like it was like a selection. Well, that took not any more work. Yeah. I opened a pack of goat cheese. Right. And that was what I did. But you would think that you had just given everyone a helium balloon for the way that... <laughs> like, you know, like, for the, like, yeah. what? What luxury is this? A yeah. whole bunch of goat cheese. And that's the kind of thing that I think it's good to watch as a hostess. How could you... When people are expecting maybe a... You know, they're expecting something like a package of Chips Ahoy. How could you do something that would surprise and bless them in a way that they were not anticipating? Yeah. Like, and then you try it, and sometimes nothing happens, and you have to be okay with that being just a data point. Yeah. Like, and then sometimes you file it away like, you know, you want everyone to feel like life's a real party. This is what you do. So this is one of the things that I I think is kind of fun about Ina Garten is... When she says she likes to surprise people who come. So if you're having the boss to dinner. I just like to say that that's got to be hard for Ina. Oh, yeah, I know. At this point, who's going to be surprised that the food is good at her house? But she just means like if you're having the boss to dinner, that's when. What, Ina? Everyone. See, I didn't imagine you would make a good food. But I just mean everyone would expect a fancy dinner. So that's when she she does like mac and cheese or something. Something that's more like hands-on kind of messy or something. Like, she just likes it to be slightly different than that. That's what I think um, fondue, for all of its incredible dorkiness, is actually a really good thing to do with an awkward group because there is a non-stop source of discussion. Yeah. But also, I just mean, like, what 
what people expect in Ina's world. She likes to surprise them with something different. That's not necessarily what people expect in our world. So, but it, take the principle and be like, what, how could I take what they think is going to happen and actually just make it a little bit more fun or just right. different than what they thought was coming? And I, oh my word, I read a book by, um, oh, crumb, what's her name? French lady. Inez, Inez de la Fressange or something like that. But okay. she has this epic, epic section on entertaining. And it was the same principle only if you were a Parisian model and those were the only people you hung out with. Yeah. So she talks about So basically about, you like, have a real grasp of yeah, the reality of It was of sort life. of like, I love to have people come to my house and I basically, like two hours before they arrive, I take a bath. Then I run to the store and I buy, you know, something or other. And then I put it all on the stove with no recipe, like mm, 15 minutes before they come. And I just make everyone wait a really long time and then they'll be hungry and it's fun. And then I make dessert and I put it in like doll teacups. I'm just like, what? Like, I'm, on I'm earth? not oh, following you lets, how you're blessing she the lets, people. She lets her children like decorate, like draw funny pictures and put it on the table and then put in her kids do the flower arrangements or something. And I'm like, yeah, see if you're in some like gorgeous, you know, apartment in Paris. Maybe That's that would be pretty. And yeah. everybody's used to four-course meals or something. That'd be fun. If somebody came to my house and I just had some, like, old mismatched doll You're teacups. Like, guess what, though? I did take a bath. <laughs> Basically, they'd I be took like, a bath. oh, no, she's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something would be desperately wrong. But it's yeah. like, I think, I think the trick there, though, is that it's all about the contrasts, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the thing that's unexpected, the thing that, like, nobody right. saw coming. And so if... One day, instead of doing the perfect potluck spreadsheet, if you mm-hmm. said, you know what, everybody, just come. I'm taking it's gonna care be, of it. Or, or even, it's going to be a mystery dinner. Just come. You'll yeah. find out what it is. Or, well, instead of this, we're just going to order pizza. And we're going to let everyone do that. You know, like, whatever not, it is. Yes, there, and there's always that. It's actually, like, it's kind of a thing because, you know, I say the essence of humor is, is surprise. surprise. It's, it's also part of the essence of hospitality because right because actually humor is very integral to the life of a party it is like having people be in like in the mood of unexpectedly things are interesting and they're kind of like that's actually important and not i don't mean in the basic hospitality like you do want to provide the the basic you have a drink. You don't want it There's to be a, a weird grab bag every time. No, no, and I and actually I do lots of very expected hospitality. I think I just like the idea of having the freedom to do what's what seems like it would bless people, and then see exactly. if it does. But I do think oftentimes people can have preconceived notions based on, and I think frequently this is based on how it was in my church growing up. Yeah, or, or just total imagination station about what ought to be happening. What it would look like. If yeah. if our community was tight, this is what it would look like. Well, a lot and of time then, people think if our community was doing well, everyone would doing be doing like I imagine I would be doing if I was really being spiritual right now. Which sure. is not, it's just an inaccurate approach to what it's going to look I like. I think the truth is, if a community is healthy, they enjoy being together. And... Yes. And... One Some way, way or another. One way to kill the joy in being together is obligation. Obligations or overdoing it sometimes. Overdoing it or being or being the person that just gets their skivvies in a knot about the whole affair. 
and, and is like, didn't you know that we said to be here at 5.30 and it's 5.41? Yeah. You know, you slowed us down. Yeah. Everything is, you know. Yeah. And oftentimes in an attempt to sort of combat that or change the trajectory of that, it will involve you doing more work. You know, like, oh, yeah. like, hey, I'll just get it. It's kind of like saying at the restaurant, you know what? Everybody put away your calculators. I'm just going to get the bill. I'm going to cover it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, and then let's, we can all just stop settle down about it. about it. Let's not bicker about it. Let's just, yeah. somebody's going to do it. Rather than one person wants a 12% tip and the other person thinks that's too much. Yeah. You know, I don't have those 43 Yeah, where it's just like, you know spare. what? Let me get this. And I think if everyone has a, you know what? Let me get this attitude. Then you actually will so, have a shocker, lovely time. Shocker. Community time is way yeah. more fun than it was last time yeah. you checked. If when the, everybody's if the home, giving rather like, than grabbing. Right. And it's great when it's both ways. It's great when someone at your house is like, no, I'm gonna, I want my kids to clean up what they did. What, yeah. and, and it's great when someone accepts the fact that you're like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Where you're like, no, don't worry about it. We yeah. got it. Yeah. And they're like, I really appreciate it when people are like, just take it from yeah. you instead yeah. of like no we're going to thumb wrestle about it all <laughs> this whole time so anyways that is our non-tin can discussion there you go something outside. arising from the depths of the tin can <laughs> it might have been a uh, all-time lowest slump <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like i said i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna get one yeah uh, we solved biggest trouble yeah but it's lucky nobody else's yeah. so that's my situation. Yeah, about, I have to go, you know, though, because well, I have two have... daughters that forgot their basketball uniforms for their team pictures and need me oh, to ferry them up perfect. to the school. Yeah. But you have a tip before that time. You had one a minute ago. You said you had one. Before we started this, she's giving me a look, guys. The look of, do you really You think? did. You said, oh, oh yeah, I'll tell you, you did. A, a tip. Don't run out of OxyClean. Don't do it. Keep purchasing OxyClean. Okay. While we're here, I've got to have a have a question. Yeah. Uh, have you ever tried the OxyClean pods that are on Amazon and no. not in local stores? No, but I was out of OxyClean, so I. It's like one of those things that you get out of the habit of using. Well, it I'm and then, out. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Well, then and I I've went been and bought some for way I bought too long, some, and I put it in my sink. Yeah. With hot water, and then I went and got the white shirts that were looking gray. Gray. Yeah. And I put them all in it and I stirred it up and it was appalling. Like the color of the water that yeah. came out of those shirts. I was like, this is so bad. Yeah. But now I realize I just need to commit to never running out of so OxyClean. So I've been out of OxyClean for, oh, seven years. I don't know. Um, I used to never stir. So you see, we're yeah. solving all your problems. I like, I never stirred a step without OxyClean before. And then I got out of the habit. But, but I was just the other day, I was like, I really would like a pod rather than sprinkling bits of granules around in my laundry room. So... I looked. They don't have it in the store. I looked on Amazon. They do have it on Amazon. So then I'm like, should I? Well, I don't know why not, except mm. for that I don't mind shoveling granules. I because do I you put have it front loaders. Yeah, but I more often put it in when I have newborns, 
which I haven't all the for time, some time. All the time she's got. But that more. was the, no. But when I had people in the phase of diaper yeah. blowouts, yeah, I yeah, always yeah. had OxyClean because well, that's when I, I would keep too. an ongoing dish strainer bin with OxyClean in the downstairs shower that nobody uses, and mm-hmm. so it's near the laundry room. So whenever we don't have a utility sink in the laundry room, we should, sure. but we don't. Anyways, so I would just throw. You would take the blowout outfit and throw yeah. it straight in the OxyClean, and it was great. But at some time, I ran out. So I like to use it in other places than the washing machine. Is what I'm saying. Like yeah, I put it I in my, too. I put I, it in my sink. I used to use it. To oh, clean. it was so bad in the sink. Like seriously, like the worst mop water. But coming time, out of our white school shirt. This shirts. is my testimonial about OxyClean. One time, when my girls were very small and reckless, they while I was in the shower, which was also reckless because in those Shouldn't years, do that. Yeah. in those years, it was basically like shower at your peril. Yeah. Anyway, I was in the shower. I got out, and Belle and Hero, being very cute together, had gone and gotten a wet wipe. And they had laid it on the arm of my new sofa that was sort of butter-colored. And they had gotten a Sharpie, and they had colored upon the wet wipe. So they did not know Wicking. they were... Wicking yeah, the they Sharpie below. They didn't know that they were coloring on the sofa. They didn't mean to. They were just coloring a wet wipe on the arm of the sofa and Mm -hmm. when we picked it up it was a full wet wipe sized sharpie patch like (laughs) solid sharpie patch on the arm of the sofa and so and it was like i think the the sofa was like six weeks old it was like really new and so anyway oxyclean and a lot of boiling water and that thing came out but it was a lot of hours of oxyclean and boiling water. Man hours. Man hours. Yeah, but it did it. It came out of there. So, yeah, so so I did do that. I did finally step it up with the oxyclean and get that Well, maybe I'll step it up and order the pods, but... Or just stop at your local Walmart. I hate granules of detergent on the But I like it better than I like gray shirts. Well... Yeah, that's, you know, that's a see, valid point. I have a point. But I need to go deliver yeah, basketball uniforms. Go too, but nice but to talk with you all every day.